And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you, thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everybody in the Disney Dads Podcast family. We are a show that's a little bit about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. And I am so happy to be with two of my great brothers tonight, uh, one from down under, the other from that other place down there in Florida we all know and love so well, and that's Dave and Joe. I missed you guys last week. I was down in Florida myself, but uh, I was a little bit of a family vacation. But I got to listen to the show, and I got to enjoy about the Ambassador program and what's not. But I want to hear about how your guys week was Dave hey um I've had actually a very interesting week as well I took a little bit of a vacation which for me is very unusual I'm a bit of a workaholic uh having worked on cruise ships where I did 10 hours a day seven days a week for five months at a time I have no problem working back-to-back days and working sixes and sevens where possible um in in a crazy job and it was amazing because I took five days off work and I uh, went down to the Dominican Republic uh, to celebrate um, a belated vacation with my wife. It was actually our first kid-free vacation since we had kids, so five years um, since we've been able to take some time with just the two of us for um, more than a day or so. Uh, So we had five days and it was absolutely glorious, relaxing on a beach and enjoying some beautiful sun and just having some amazing experiences. Uh, Cliff Notes version is we did a tour that took us to a part of the island that we'd never been to. We rode horses um, Uh, to a waterfall and got the opportunity to like swim in a natural spring and a waterfall and it was absolutely glorious very cool man you know you're at that good age because you can leave your kids with babysitters i'm at that age where my kids are a little too old for babysitters and those teenage years they tend to be a little bit on the wild side i mean i know i was as a kid so leaving my 18 year old daughter with a (laughs) Babysitter is not something that's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to. <laughs> you're at a good age where you can kind of leave them and you know they'll be good. I'm at an age where I leave them and I'm hoping that the house doesn't burn down. So, uh, oh, excellent. enjoy excellent. that vacation while you can because uh, when they yes, become indeed. teenagers, it becomes say- short lived. I will say a big thank you to my mother-in-law, Grandma, who uh, took uh, took them for five days uh, on her own. God bless her. So, um, but we can't do what we do without family, and that's really what this is all Absolutely. about. Now, Joe, I know you like to golf and you like to spend a little time on vacation. Did you get to have any uh, little downtime last week? Well, since we recorded our last show, um, you guys are the ones that have been on vacation. I've been living vicariously uh, through you, but I will say the weather's been really bad here. Uh, in Central Florida. So, Dave, you have not missed anything. Uh, the sun started finally shining this week, but last week was really bad. It was raining every day, torrential downpours. So, yeah, I just kind of stayed inside and worked. 
Uh, so I unfortunately didn't really do a lot of exciting stuff. However, during the weekend, finally got the motorcycle out, went for a nice ride, uh, hit some balls on Sunday, uh, at least got to the driving range to practice a little bit. But unfortunately, that's about it. Really didn't get to do much more. But listen, I was in Vegas a few weeks ago. I can't complain. I got a, a Disney trip. I got a week at Saratoga come up in August. I got another uh, short weekend at Vero come up in September. So Really, I got a lot of things still on the plate coming forward, so I really can't complain too bad. Kind of putting in the pain pill right now for uh, for a little bit of fun down the line. So, But, yeah, can't complain since last show. Very cool. Dave, I happened to see you a little bit, a little, a little viral on our Facebook group this week, huh? You were um, kind of in a video that I got to see. It was uh, kind of interesting. I'd like to see you at work. Yeah. Yeah, There's it's one of those things that we mention occasionally that, yeah, I, I have a a job that sometimes lets me do some things that people would consider a pretty interesting and um and some brushes with fame and yeah um i was the tour guide for polar abdul um I'm, i suppose i'm allowed to talk about it it's everywhere all over the internet at the moment so uh she was in disney world she was shooting some uh youtube video with um a young gentleman that uh does a whole bunch of stuff about disney and they were doing tiktok stuff and uh it got a little crazy on a couple of occasions so um, they had me there to make sure everything went smoothly and to make sure that uh, everybody was able to continue enjoying their vacation. Um, and yeah, and I wound up in a video and a few TikToks and um, it, they, it was a lot of fun. It was a crazy day, but um, wonderful uh, to meet Paula uh, and Jojo um, and to have some fun with both Now, who was recognized more in the park, Paula or Jojo? It was actually this weird collision of um, Paula Bean uh, having a demographic that has stretched 20-something years um, since what was her first hit was Straight mm -hmm. Up. Um, yeah, so um, with generations that have stretched from those people who were um, even probably in their mid-20s to 30s at that point who are now significantly further along that line no 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 not pointing any fingers <laughs> mike um to people who um maybe were only just being born or coming along at that point to um but grew up with her um and then have also seen her on tv shows like american idol um so she's got a quite a big scope um of appeal uh, throughout demographics, whereas you're in Disney World and you're walking next to somebody who makes videos and vlogs about Disney World, which we all know we can be a little passionate about. Um, and it's actually been really interesting to see, even with uh, the members of the Disney Dads podcast family, uh, some of them found it through watching the vlog and went, oh, they're with Paula. Oh, and there's Dave. And other people were like, oh, Paula posted that she was here and here's Dave. Like it was, it, um, we, we found it even within our small group, people found it through different avenues. And so we definitely had um, multiple layers of recognition happening in the theme park. It was a little nuts. Was there a moment when you walked past the old American Idol building and went like, Eh, eh, you know, could have been, would have been. Was she, did she, did she, uh, did she um, smug a little bit or? No, I don't know if I, we've definitely spent some time in studios. I'm trying to think if we actually pointed that out. Um, we, uh, particularly in those circumstances, we don't always walk through large parts of mm -hmm. the park. 
Um, so we sometimes will jump in a car and duck around to um, multiple access points that we don't always utilize um, for a normal tour. Um, so sometimes with some of those high profile guests, we do have some other ways of maneuvering through the parks. But um, actually, there was a funny moment where we were walking out of smugglers run millennium falcon ride in galaxy's edge and um it was lightly raining so there were umbrellas up and so i'm trying to give clear communication there was only about four or five of us walking around and um i've got my umbrella and i'm walking right next to paula and she says hey where are we going and we were headed to rise of the resistance and so using my right hand i said we're going to go straight up these stairs and she starts singing straight up do you really want to love me forever? And nice. I, I was like, for the record, that was not intentional, but it was really funny. Um, so yeah, so but yeah, crazy that um, yeah she uh, was in the parks, and I I don't think I've ever been included in something like that. So it was definitely an experience for me. You see, kids, this is what you can. This is the, your dream job. This is what. Uh, this is what. This is what it's all about. I mean, you know. I... Once again, I reiterate: this is a very small portion of what I do. Okay, this is not a every Tuesday you're going to have this kind of an experience. Okay, um, I'm not um, sure I believe you. I think you're kind of dumbing this down a little bit to more that you know. I don't know. I don't know. If I tell you about my work day, you'd, you'd be happy you're walking around with Paul Abdul. I'll tell you that for sure. Wait, wait. Have you had any like meetings with the mayor recently? Never mind. Moving yeah, on. Different, um, different, different story, different time. All righty then. So, um, well, what are we going to talk about tonight? You know, you brought this topic up, and I'll be the first to admit, uh, I know a little bit about it. I've tried to do it, and I was very unsuccessful with it, so I'm kind of excited to hear about it tonight. Now, we all know we've seen these great pictures of people coming off the Buzz Lightyear ride, and they have the 99999 score, and they have the, you know, the perfect score, and they, you know, they're the top score for the day. And I, you know, I looked into that, and I googled searches on how to do that and how to get the high score, and I know there's a couple of points you have to do and get and whatnot and i and i always seem to miss them and i've never been able to achieve that score and i know dave you're a master at this you're in the parks all the time you know a lot of these tricks so we'll talk a little bit about buzz Lightyear tonight space space ranger spin it's one of my favorite rides i'll debate you on it i'll say it's better than toy story i know a lot of people are going to say oh no toy story is better but we want to dive into a little bit of that tonight and i know there's some little hidden secrets about that and things so i really want to dive into the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Fantastic. Excellent. Um, I'm excited for this. It's um, uh, it's like any video game. If you play it enough, you're going to get better at it. And I've definitely had my fair share of playing it. I will say from the outset that I don't claim to be the be-all to end-all of knowledge on this. And I, I'm more than happy for somebody to say, oh, I like to also hit this particular target because it uh, it is worth this many points. Um, I know what I do to get there. Um, and of course, we're going to be talking about achieving the rank of galactic hero, um, which is the terminology they use for that. Joe, have you ever been a galactic hero? I have, yes. Uh, I've done it. Uh-huh. I've, I've done it many times, but uh, I guess I've done it the hard way. Um, I, I hit the, the I hit some of the more um, known targets, and there's been a few times where you know you get lucky where they're possibly loading somebody on uh, who needs extra assistance or extra time. So that gives you a little bit of time when you lock onto a target. You just keep, you know, pulling that trigger as fast as you can. I've done it both ways where I've also been moving the whole time, um, but I'm always looking for 
easier tips to make it easier because it doesn't matter how many times you get Galactic Hero, I still take a picture of it. I still take a picture. It goes on Instagram. <laughs> it, it's like it doesn't. You know, you've done it already. It's like yeah, I did it again. So um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to learning something new tonight uh, and maybe making uh, my next experience at Buzz Lightyear much easier and also. Maybe helping my wife out a little bit because she always uh, she always gets really mad that like I will beat her by like five hundred thousand points and I'm like I'm sorry babe I'm like I, I'm telling you where to shoot so if I could, so she gets this close but no cigar yeah pretty much and then she always uh, she always says uh, that I also control the 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 car too much too it's always where I want to go so. If you've got any tips, I know we'll get into that in tonight's show. Uh, that will be appreciated as well as where to spin the car as well or the vehicle. Oh, we can definitely make sure that you're facing it in the right direction Sweet. so that everybody has the best chance. So now, Mike, have you ever actually got Galactic Hero? Uh, unfortunately, no. I'll be the first to admit <gasps> it. I've tried. Awesome. I've tried and I've tried and <laughs> I've Google searched and I've and I've and I'm going to blame it on my kids because I always give them control. So I'm going to say that it's their fault because they point me in the wrong direction. All right. Well, let's let's get into it. Um, I'm going to start at the beginning of the attraction. Uh, once you have loaded on and uh, one of the cast members standing at the end of the uh, moving walkway has moved the, um, the podium in front of you into position to engage it, um, you then go into a f- your first room where you don't actually get control of the vehicle um, for a few moments. So I don't even consider that part of like the the first room so to speak it's more like a prologue um and it also gives you an opportunity to try to wrestle with the person next to you to figure out who's going to be in charge of spinning it um apparently joe is in charge of spinning it mike are you in charge of spinning it or no i because I, whenever we go it's always my wife with one of the kids and myself with one of the kids and, and i kind of feel bad letting my uh let my kids <laughs> not take control like, and it's always it. us versus the other car so i always tell them i know what i'm doing but it just never fails. I kind of let them control. Wait, so you do like combined scores, your car versus your wife's car? Yes. Oh, it's always it's oh. very competitive in the house, of course. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm all about a good competition. So, all right. Well, with that in mind, we're going to move into what I would consider the first room. And when we drop this episode, I'm going to actually try to put some pictures uh, from my phone in the comments of it um, when we put it on the Facebook group so that you can take a look. So if I'm talking about something and you're like, that doesn't even make sense, it, what is Dave talking about? Um, try to take a look through the comments um, once I load some pictures up so that you can take a look and see. So as we enter the first active room, uh, there are two targets in this room that will earn you 100,000 points each time you hit them. Um, the first one is going to be on the left-hand side of the, of the track in the direction of movement. Um, and on the left-hand side, um, there is a robot. Uh, it's got a square head and it's got two moving arms and it's on its left hand that is moving um, in the, on the inside. More, I know it's a robot, but for want of a better terminology, I suppose it's like the palm of the hand. Um, there's a, there is a Z-shaped target. Um, and if you can hit that, and you will earn 100,000 points, but it is moving, which means you're going to need to make sure that you are, that you, that you're moving your 
um, your laser pointer with it uh, to try to keep it in the middle or maybe keep it in one spot and try to hit it twice as it comes back through. Um, the other thing to remember is that you also don't have to keep pulling the trigger on this particular attraction. Uh, you can actually just hold down the button, uh, the little purple button on the back, which is the fire, and it will keep firing. You don't have to keep pressing it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So you can just literally hold it down. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, see, there we go, I'm out of the gate. points We've already. Yep. Right? <laughs> Mike's got his notepad out. He's taking some notes. He's like, it's on. We're going to win next time. Um, Automatic weapons are allowed in the Magic Kingdom. So. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to say it in those words. Um, um, and, then, um, and then there is one other target in that room. Um, Mike, Joe, do you know where that target is? I, I do not know. I'm trying Is to visualize. Top of the volcano? No, we're not in the volcano room okay, yet. We're okay. still in the first room. Okay. Um, it's actually in the ceiling, and one of the easiest ways to get it is as you're exiting the that room. So you're about to go into the volcano room, and everybody gets so focused on the fact that they know the volcano is a semi-decent target um, worth, I think, 10,000 points. But we'll get to that room in just a second. But they see that, and they know about that one, so they get focused on it. What you actually want to do is, at that point, you want to spin your vehicle 180 degrees so you're going backwards in the direction of movement. And as you go out of that room, the track actually tilts down a little bit as you go into the volcano room, which means if you're facing backwards, you tilt up and your guns are actually facing up into the ceiling. And right there near that doorway, there is a claw uh, in the ceiling with a Z shape literally in the palm of the claw. Um, and so if you reach that one, um, and focus on it, you can actually hit that right there in the middle of that palm. So it's really like two hands uh, that you want to make sure you hit um, the middle of. And that one as well is worth 100,000 points. So Dave, this is one of those things, and we're going to talk about this specific target that comes later down the line, but this is one of those times where you have to spin the vehicle pretty quickly because the, the guns only tilt so much. Right. So you have to do it at the exact right time or else you're not going to have the proper angle. Correct. And you know about the target I'm correct. talking about later on in the line. If you don't get it at the right time, you, you can't you can't move it to get it in that exact position. So there I, is only a couple of split seconds okay. for you to hit it. That's right. Um, this one is similar to that. You probably get a little bit longer on this one. Um, ultimately, the goal is that by the time you exit that first room, if you've hit both targets twice, you should easily be over 400,000 points. Oh, wow. Which means you're nearly halfway to that goal of 999999. Um, that's right. That You're halfway to, to Galactic Hero, um, more or less. So, um, so now that we've about halfway to Galactic Hero, um, we are going to head into the infamous Volcano Room. Um, and uh, Mike, you're aware of the Volcano element of this yeah i think with all of my google searches and trying to cheat in this game that that's the one that seems to be the most common one that comes up when you're trying to gain that little bit of advantage over your family uh the volcano tends to be a common thread of, of a hot target to hit yes indeed um there's and it's also one of those ones that i think it sticks with everybody because um and i actually want to do a video about this or sorry a um an episode 
um, with maybe even a video element to it um, about this uh, about the other Toy Story themed shooting game, uh, Toy Story Mania in the future, which also has a volcano and also can score a lot of points on that. So I think it might be one of those things where that particular theme of the volcano crosses both of these attractions. And for some reason, it just sticks with everyone. So um, that's something that I I feel I've noticed. um, And one of the reasons why it's possible that, yes, everybody seems to go, hit the volcano. Uh, With that said, uh, as soon as you have... uh achieved as much as possible with the claw in the ceiling where you've been facing backwards, spin into the room, and yes, uh, the volcano is quite a decent target. I think from memory it's about 10,000 points uh, per hit. The only problem with this is it's also quite a distance away from you. Um, It's on the other side of that room, so you need to be locked in pretty good, know exactly which laser pointer is yours, because if there's multiple laser pointers hitting that Z-shaped target, you might be like, "Is is is it even me? Might be one of the other guys and their points are kicking up and you're like shooting into space and going, oh, I'm doing great. No, you want to make sure you know it's you, okay? Um, And and there are a couple of others. Uh, As you come into that, uh, the volcano disappears from view and you kind of go behind um, a wall area. Um, And uh, there's a couple of other targets there to randomly shoot at worth a couple of hundred points each time you can hit them. And you're nice and close to them, so you should be able to rattle off a couple of hundred points here or there. And ultimately, you come around the corner back into that room in view of the... um, in view of the volcano, which is where you're faced with a choice, all right? You've already established the volcano. You know where it is. It's a very easy target. It is on the other side of the room, however. What are you going to do? Are you going to keep shooting for that? Or are you going to take a look and roll the dice a little bit at a little bit of a more difficult chance hit, which does give you some good points? Um, I'm, of course, referring to the one on top that spins. Uh, Joe, I think you're aware of this one. I'm really, tr- I wish I had like a ride through guy. I'm trying to picture this. <laughs> I probably am. I get to be honest. I'm trying to visualize it right now, but go ahead and keep describing it, please. Because. All right. So as you go um, into that uh, and you come around from behind that wall um, ahead of you is um, the little transition hallway that takes you through to the next location uh, that you're ultimately headed towards. And when you're all the way back, um, just having come around that corner, up on top of that hallway is a a spinning device which has multiple Z-shapes on it. It spins fairly rapidly, and um, and if you can log in, lo- lo- like target in and hit this very specific target location, you can actually get yourself, I believe it's 50,000 points. Once again, I'm happy to be wrong on any of these point values, so feel free to correct me. Um, But it is hard to get, and you might be able to hit five targets on the volcano in the same amount of time it gets you to hit like one of those so um it's worth rolling a dice if you're if you're already up and you've got a little bit but if you need to lock in some uh points the volcano is sitting there stationary and you know exactly where it's located so um things to think about on that um now that you know that those two are both um options mike are you a gambling man Oh, I'm a gambling man for sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, so so you're like, okay, spinning target on the roof. Let's see if we can hit it once or twice. Yep. Okay. 
Joe, I'm definitely going to try it now. Now, just before we move on here, this is this target is different. This is the target before you go into the old. I call it the Delta Dream Flight Tunnel, right? This is this is before you go into that, correct? This is well before okay, that. That's what I thought. Well okay. before the Delta Dream Flight Tunnel. And also love Delta Dream Flight Tunnel as a terminology. I don't know if that's uh, if that's what school. we call it. Like, yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> um, no, this is well before that. This is um, this is the tunnel that um, kind of zigs and zags, and when you come out, there's boxes on the other end okay. of it. Um, but um, but this is still well before that. Um, so with that in mind, let's say that we've tried to hit the one on top and maybe hit it once. Um, we're at four hundred and fifty thousand and some change from a few random shots, and we should try to hit that volcano for as long as possible. There are, of course, some other targets as well that you can uh, try your luck with that might be a little closer. Uh, but to the best of my knowledge, I don't think anything will render you as many points as the 10,000 coming from each hit on the volcano. Um, and then you go into that little transition hallway that I was just talking about, which actually doesn't, from my understanding, hold much value whatsoever. I see a lot of people spinning to try to hit everything left, right, and center. There's also, just before you go into that tunnel, there is almost like a weird mannequin dummy kind of alien that's hanging in one of the... It's on your left-hand side just before you enter that tunnel, which can render you some good points as well. Um, I'm not sure on the point value of that specifically, but um, you kind of are at a loss until you emerge into the room the first time you see... Zerg. And this one is your last major 100,000 point target. All right. So, and it's really like we see Zerg at the end. He only gets two actual appearances in the attraction. Um, well, except in the Delta Dreamflight Tunnel and the Cosmos Room that follows. Is that a good enough terminology for that? I like that. Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, he kind of makes an appearance in there. But as a, as a, as a featured um, cutout of him, there's only two locations. And the first time we meet him, he's sitting in his cool little contraption that ne that's trying to steal all the energy, which is why we're trying to beat him by shooting the Z-shapes. And at the bottom of his mobile, there is a target right next to the, right underneath uh, the word pitiful. Um, it has like a meter on his mobile that is going up and down depending on how much energy he has stolen and if you hit that z-shape it actually drains all the energy out of it and will take and you'll see the lights flash down around that word pitiful meaning he is losing all of his energy um the problem with this target and i think this is the one you were referring to joe is that correct yes that's correct yes uh the problem with that target is that it is on a weird angle so this is where you have to share that positioning a little bit because if you are the right-hand gunner in the cart, the second person to load in, your main option to hit it is as soon as you enter that room because uh, you need to turn the your pod and then you need to be on a weird angle shooting down and across at it. If you are the left-hand gunner, you may already not have enough leverage to get that correct angle, which means you need to wait until you're already at the other end of the room, facing back into the room, uh, to get that angle back across down towards the floor uh, with your gun. 
if that makes sense to you both. That definitely makes sense to me because uh, I'm surprised more of these guns are not broken because people are trying to like <laughs> push down on it more. And it's like, darn it. It's like, can't get it there. You well, know? We, we, we definitely have that problem. We definitely have some people that try to wrench them around. Uh, it's also one of the challenges that we have between the two different attractions because we have Space Ranger Spin and Disneyland actually has um, a co- completely different ride so to speak, in the, the ride vehicle, um, the gun actually comes away from the podium and has a full maneuverability of where you would like to shoot it. So um, it's still connected by a cord, but it gives you a lot more versatility uh, and angle with it, um, with that particular attraction. So um, they, and they actually call theirs by a different name over in Disneyland, which is why I'm focused on making sure I refer to Disney, uh, to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin in Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. And I'm sure one of our West Coast friends, probably Greg, uh, would be able to offer some very helpful hints if ever we needed to do a an episode on how to score big at Disneyland's version of the Buzz Lightyear ride. Uh, but getting back on track, uh, I had a Justin moment. Uh <laughs> Um, getting back on track, if you pardon the pun, we are in that room where we first met Zerg. He's in the pod. We're aiming for that one with Pitiful uh, right there at the bottom of his um, his little mobile. And if you can hit that, it is also worth 100,000 points, which means if we're already at that or headed towards towards 500,000 points depending on how good we've been uh in the in the volcano room hopefully we're over 500,000 points this is really your last chance to get somewhere in the vicinity of that 900,000 plus point to get you over that um over that finish line uh i have got to about 900,000 points at that location and had to shoot everything as much as possible um, to make sure that I got to the 999. However, I have also not got across the line on a couple of occasions because I didn't get enough uh, from that particular meeting with Zerg. That said, I've also got to that Zerg room and already been completely maxed out. So it really does vary from ride to ride. Um, I've, yeah... I've actually got to a point where I didn't even need to visit that Zerg. I'm jealous. All right, Michael. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'm jealous. I mean, I've tried and tried, and I'll be the first we'll one to admit my failure. Up. It's not, you know. All right, all right. Um, hey, and don't get me wrong. I don't always get it, and I've been schooled by a couple of people on tour, uh, some young men and women who have got off the ride going, I got 999,999 and Dave didn't. And I'm like, all right, I'll sit over here with my humble pie. I, yep. Um, oftentimes that just means they paid a lot of attention when I was giving them some descriptions. Uh, Is it a popular question when you're taking people on tour about getting the, 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 the high score? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I think there's enough videos and blogs and things that have talked about how to get it. Um, but it's one of those things where you can talk about it, but in that moment... Um, oh, I also get like, I'll get like a mom or a dad or who's usually in a healthy competition like yours, Mike, mm-hmm. who suddenly goes, 
can you take me and show me where so I can beat my other half? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Awesome. I'll, I'll give you all the pointers. So um, that has definitely happened as well. So, um, but yeah, so once you have met Zerg and hit the pitiful and hopefully got as close as possible, uh, you've only got a short period of time left in the attraction uh, to get your numbers up. Uh, you've got, what do we call it? The dream flight? Delta dream flight tunnel, yes. Delta Dream Flight Tunnel. Um, and then what I I just in this moment have started calling it the Cosmos Room because I don't really have much of another word for it, but it is uh, that large theatre with the projected images of Zerg flying around. Uh, I also really like that um, a lot of people start aiming at the Zerg, thinking that like they're getting points for that. Um, to the best of my knowledge, you don't. You only just get like the 100 points every five seconds um that you get by holding down the gun non-stop um holding down that button um but yeah everybody always tries to hit i believe no i know that there is a hidden z-shape in the delta dream flight tunnel i've hit it i know that it exists and I have an, a general approximation on it that I need to be riding with you and go try to shoot here. And if you do, suddenly you'll get like, I think it's 10,000 uh, points. And if you can hit it a couple of times, that might get you across that line. Well, um, Dave, I have a question for you. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. that guy, when we hit the, the Dreamflight Tunnel, um, that I actually spin the vehicle all the way backwards. And then, so I'm facing the people that are behind me, and most of the times I don't know who they are. And I try to shoot the targets, like any target I could see, in the in the room I just left. Is that is, oh, is that better? Is that better use of my time there than like trying to find that ten thousand point target or shooting at the projections that like are not going to register, but everybody does anyway. Particularly if you are the left hand gunner, meaning that you entered the ride vehicle first. Um, you're definitely better off facing back into that room because that's your moment where you will get the correct angle to hit the word pitiful uh, on that Zerg. Okay. As you go but into I'm the talking about I'm, When I'm like in the middle of the tunnel, I'm still faced backwards trying to like... I mean, a target is always better none, that you can see is always better than a target that you think you know the approximate location of. Um, so yeah, I'll try to face back into that room for as long as possible, but eventually, yes, you're going to lose sight of that. Go around the corner and your only real option is what's in front of you, which is a whole lot of black sky and black room with some shooting zipping lights around it. So, um, I mean, I like to turn around and just try to shoot somebody in the party that I know and try to like put a weird laser pointer in the middle of their head or something <laughs> like that. So just maybe that's just me. But, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's half the fun. You can't tell me that Mike doesn't turn around and like, try to like shoot his daughters, like, and watch them freak out about it. Oh, of course. Uh, that's, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's just normal. Isn't I don't that? get points yeah, for that. Well, that's, that's, I don't think okay. so. I don't believe that your daughters are an active Z-shaped okay. point. Uh, <laughs> 
acquisition location. This is where I fell. Um, <laughs> no, dad win. Dad win. Um, <laughs> moving on. So um, then after that Cosmos room, we come into the on- the last location to score any points at all. And you also lose control of your ride vehicle at this point. Uh, it's going to start turning and it will turn on about a nearly 45 degree angle to the um, to the ride path. And it will spin you around so that you are lined up perfectly for that precious moment of taking that photo. Um, I have one of my favorite photos of my daughter and I on the ride. I am super focused and trying to make sure I got over the line of 999,999. And my daughter was so small that you can hardly see her head (laughs) um, above the dashboard in the photo and it's just this little crop of um not very much blonde hair sticking out the top of it uh next to me and me being very super focused so um i've also got a couple of other fun photos that i've taken there from time to time which i'll talk about in a second but if you haven't yet already got to the point that you're maxed out this is your final moment to hit some targets um and don't forget to smile for the camera uh do we like that photo op gents I do, I do. I actually, uh, I, I, there are very few photos that I've saved from the, because I always plan on saving them. That happens to be one of them because I have one of those particular photos where we both look like we're super engaged. It was me and I think with my little daughter. I got to look. I have it inside. And um, it was one of those moments where we you could tell we were being competitive. And it was kind of a, a a weird moment because you don't really take pictures like that. And because it was such an odd picture, that's why I wound up keeping it. But uh, that's one of my favorite shots. Hey, David, I, I will well, tell you this. Um, I have one of these photos. I may or may not have taken a sick day one day from work, and uh, me and my wife may or may not have gone to the Magic Kingdom. This is pre-pandemic, right? And uh, of course. Uh, the phone rang in the middle of the attraction. I thought it was a friend of mine, and I was at one of those times where I had hit 999,999, so I was kind of just like messing around a little bit. It was one of those times where I had a little bit extra time at the volcano. So anyway, make a long story short. Uh, yeah, Love my it. boss called, and I got the phone number mixed up, and I just they didn't recognize the area code. Uh, they were calling. They were oh. they were calling from their desk phone, and uh, so it didn't pop up with their name. And I literally have a photo of me on the phone, and you see my eyes like, oh, <laughs> and my wife is like all like locked in, and I am like literally have the phone up to my ear. And I'm still like holding the gun with my left hand, and uh, yeah, uh, my boss is on the phone. Luckily, they, he did not know. Like he didn't. I guess he didn't hear it. I don't know. But like I was just like, oh hey, there's some interference. I have to call you back. I was like, give me like two minutes. Click, and I was like, so you literally have a picture. I'll have to dig it up for you guys. I'm on the phone. That's I'm amazing. The phone. In that in that moment, there isn't actually too much extra background noise. There isn't because they're trying to get you to focus on the fact that yes, that. That photo moment is happening. Um, there are some other rooms that are much louder, so it might have been worse. But I, I picture you. Hold on, while this was my image of what it looks like. Of yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah, I know we're not. We're not <laughs> okay, good. Show, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig that up. I'm gonna try to find it. Uh, I downloaded it somewhere. Love it. So yeah. Love it. I also really hope that your boss doesn't listen to this show. Um, and <laughs> he's, he's not my boss anymore, so we're good. So Okay, good. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Uh, fantastic. All right. Well, with that said, um, we go into the final little room where Zerg is like caught by the claw and hanging and shaking his fist and Buzz Lightyear is giving his... Um, audio animatronic sign off with the projected face going good work soldier and all of those sorts of things um 
and a, a moment of celebration where those people who have achieved Galactic Hero get to do a little bit of na-na-na-na and rub it in the faces of those who haven't, or I'm assuming there's some quick math happening in Mike's vehicle to figure out the combined total of two guns. Mm-hmm. And I, yep. I always win, but I never win by that much. So I, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to step up my game here. So I'm definitely I'm taking better, notes the whole time. You better hope she doesn't listen to this episode and do the same then. No, she's, she's tired she might of be like, She doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> she gives me babble enough. She just want to hear it on a regular basis. Um, so, yes, you might want to... Um, I, I'm sure there's some people out there who are quickly scribbling down their notes and they're saying, all right, left hand of the robot, claw in the ceiling when you're facing backwards, top of the tunnel that's spinning if you can get it, otherwise go for the volcano, random targets until you see the word pitiful and hope you get the right angle to get those points locked in. If you do all of that correctly, hopefully you should be able to reach the the level of galactic hero uh, and achieve that uh, much sought after 999,999. However, I'm going to give you an extra challenge because for Joe and others who are like, well, look at me, I can get 999,000 and be super relaxed and take a phone call by the time I get to the photo room. Um, Your next challenge is once you understand those locations, can you max out a gun in the first room and max out the second by without having somebody ride with you, sliding across the seat into the next vehicle, uh, into the next seat, and taking over the second gun and getting the volcano, the spinning top uh, on top of the tunnel, and the word pitiful on Zerg, and can you max the second gun without a stop? That's impressive. And I say... I have... I have uh, attempted it many times, and I have achieved it once. Wow. Um, I took a photo of it, and there is actually a photo that I have of myself uh, from that moment. I'm in what we call full plaid, and I have put my sunglasses on, and I have my arms stretched back across, and I'm (laughs) lounging in the middle of the ride vehicle uh, on that photo, and I may have tapped my uh, personal My Disney Experience account as I exited that ride just so that I could actually purchase that image, because, um, yeah, I, I definitely have that moment of me sitting there going... Got my 999,000 on two guns. Uh, That said, the challenge was given to me by one of my friends who is a tour guide who apparently is able to achieve it on a regular basis. And that upsets me on uh, because (laughs) it's one of those things. You're playing against yourself or you're playing against those people that challenge you to strive harder. And this gentleman definitely achieves that. I mean, it's essentially a perfect game. If you're by yourself and you can achieve both guns, maxed out that's a perfect that's a 300 that's a perfect game did you just say perfect that's game per- my understanding is you're not meant to say perfect game in a perfect game well, well, after like- you're finished it's a perfect game so. <laughs> all right then you can claim it all right cool 
So nobody better jinx me walking in that hallway ever again, though. <laughs> I got a question, Dave. I I like to collect oddball things, and I, I have a couple of specific things that I have, and I have them in my little you know memory box of vacation stuff. And one of the things from that area that I have is from when I was going to Monsters Incorporated, I have a button because I was that guy, and I have Yay! a sticker because I would buy churros. Now, I remember vaguely, if I correct me if I'm wrong, they used to give out stickers for the Galactic Hero, I believe, at the end. Do they still give those out, or are those a thing of past? I believe that during COVID, uh, that was one of the things that stopped. Uh, however, it is my understanding that they may have returned. Okay. So it is always worthwhile uh, checking with the merchandise team in the store as you exit. Uh, you do need to have a photo of it um, if they're... Being super vigilant, they will probably check that it is the last image and that you actually took it and you didn't do a Google image search mm. and come up with what you needed um, to to take it, um, to claim it. But yes, it is my understanding that that sticker has returned okay. uh, to the merchandise store. So do you ha- but you have never received one of those. No, because I haven't received it and I would never cheat because I want to earn it on my own. You know, like when I Well, I mean, I'm sure you could Google the image and get it, but then no, you're no, only no, cheating no. I, yourself. I want I want to earn it. I want it because it was oh, deserved, yeah. it was earned, it was something that I uh that I achieved. Uh, I like I said I have the I have the uh the sticker and the button from Monsters Incorporated and I like those yep. because you can't buy those. It's something that was just given to me. Uh one of the cast members handed it to me as I was walking out of the show one particular time. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that it, it's an odd souvenir that not everybody has. I think one of the other things that I have that I kind of hold near and dear you know, along the same lines is I have my daughters have their driver's licenses from the first time they did Tomorrowland Speedway. They used to hand out those yes. little driver's licenses. So, um, you know, little things like that. I haven't achieved my sticker yet for Galactic Hero, but uh, time will come. And hopefully by the time I come and, you know, and I get that nine, 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 uh, I'll be able to get a sticker. There will be much celebration. Joe, have you ever received your sticker? I got it once, and then I went to go back to get it a second time. So I got it once, and I put it on to I – I wore a couple different buttons. I had, like, I'm a DVC member button, an annual pass button. And then it got rained. It got ruined or whatever. So I got it again, and then I went – well, I got the nine, triple nines – or actually six nines again, Galactic Hero. And then they didn't have any more stickers. And then the lady – the cast looked at me like, no, we don't do that anymore. This was pre-COVID, so – I guess it's kind of hit or miss now. It's like sometimes they have the sticker, sometimes they don't. I had a picture of it. Uh, so I've got it once. The sticker got ruined. I would like to have kept one just to put it away, but yeah, I, I don't have a good one put away, so unfortunately. All right. All right. I, I, well, you got to strive for greatness again. I was going to say, who's calling in sick to work tomorrow? I don't know. Man, I'm telling you, it's, uh, <laughs> more and more park passes are available every day. This is It's tempting. Man, oh, thank goodness yes, I'm not that is. close because I would have been calling in sick tomorrow and trying this myself. <laughs> And, you know, if, if I, I would call it. in sick tomorrow and I would go down and achieve this amazing accomplishment, I would take a picture of it, of course, to get my sticker. And not only would I take a picture of it and show to cast members, but I would put it on our Facebook group because we have an amazing Facebook family and I would love to show it off. And it brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Joe, you know we love Picks of the Week. What's your Pick of the Week this week? So my Pick of the Week, uh, I went with uh, something you guys are going to giggle at me. It's uh, something that's near and dear to my heart, and it's resorts. Of course, that's um, Joe. I love resorts. Uh, Thomas Jacob Freeman, 
it looks like it's his first time staying at either, uh, I can't tell if it's uh, Kidani or Jumbo, but he's over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And he's just posted a few pics of uh, of the Savannah out there, just, you know, some drafts out there and some other wildlife that's running around. And the reason why I picked this is that you could just tell without even him posting any other words to the pictures, how excited he is to be staying at that resort and just sharing what he's seeing from his balcony with all the Disney Dads podcast family. So I think that's awesome. I know every time I stay at a resort for the first time, I get excited like to post pictures. There are still a few resorts that have not stayed at yet. So if I get a chance to do that, that will be something I will be doing as well. So uh, well done, Thomas, on your uh, your first day at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Well done, sir. My favorite resort. You know that. I, and near and dear to my heart, I ha- I used to work there. If I had to put money on it, I'd say it's from Kadani, because I think he's looking back across at Jumbo House, uh, across that savannah, what we call the Sunset Savannah. So um, I think that is where those pictures are taken. And also, there the third picture in that um, is a great little pic of the African crowned crane. Um, that is quite a vain little bird that tends to um, jump around at the windows of Sanas, which also makes me think it's Kanani there. Well, sounds Very good cool. to me. Awesome. Dave, what's your pick of the week? Ooh, my pick of the week is going to something that um, I, I love. I, I love pictures like this, um, and it has even increased a little bit uh, and returned to something that I love. Um, in the last couple of weeks, uh, my uh, my job description has changed a little bit again, and I am now allowed to ride uh, attractions um, with my guests, and so that element of my of my job has returned uh, to much excitement to me and a number of my colleagues. And as a result, I am going with a photo posted by Jeff Positano. Um, he is riding rock and roller coaster with um, his daughter's first ride. Um, his other daughter in the second row, um, who brought a friend, uh, and it was their first time, the friend's first time, and also his youngest daughter's first time in the front row, and the three faces of these young ladies uh, riding with him, much to Jeff's pure excitement, um, just really sums up everything that riding rock and roller coaster is all about that moment where some people are enjoying it and particularly the young lady next to him in the front is losing her mind um <laughs> that's definitely four, and i love it that's definitely four different ride experiences that are going on at the very same different time. yes i couldn't have said it better <laughs> yes different different outcomes from the same ride um so yes uh hilarious uh, photo, uh, which makes it my pick of the week. Uh, Jeff also jo- posted uh, a picture. Mike. Yeah, you know, Jeff also posted a picture, uh, getting back to what you're talking about, and uh, he got the little extra magic because he pointed out the cricket, something that you talked about in one of the episodes uh, on the mine train. So he posted all about that, and he was able to get an, an extra <gasps> ride. So I, I think you saw that. Post. I didn't even see You didn't this. see that. How did you not see that? I did. I have not. I, I, was, I was on vacation, as we've just, as we discussed okay. at the beginning of the episode. Um, he did post this two days ago i didn't even scroll to see this uh a i apologize for jeff b i am so impressed that you went looking for it i'm just trying to do a quick read did he get to did did he ask for somebody or did he yeah, just no, go, he go ahead read it up read it up you got it 
Um, he writes, after listening to the show a few weeks ago, we rope dropped Mind Train right before we got on. He, uh, we asked a cast member if we could see the cricket. He told us that after we could, and he got a flashlight. He showed us the cricket and put us right back on the ride again. We got on twice in a row at rope drop. Um, some great unexpected pixie dust and uh, thanks me for letting him know about it. It is my pleasure to let you know about it. And I'm so excited. Look at that. That, oh, that... I hope you can tell by the tone of my voice that actually really excites me when I when I get to share something like this, one of these stories, uh, and then have it uh, change uh, somebody's experience in in the Magic Kingdom uh, or in that park, wherever it happens to be, whatever I've passed on. Thank you so much. I appreciate the shout out. I that's awesome. Very cool. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to the Smith family. Irene Smith has been there with her husband. They've been rocking Disneyland this couple of days. Uh, I can't just picture one picture because they've been at the Avengers campus. They've been all over the Disneyland parks. Uh, they're our West Coast family out there. We love them so much. Hopefully we get to see them soon. We're going to have some announcements about a Disney dad trip coming up, which is going to be pretty we cool. keep teasing this. Can we do something about this? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of moving parts here, you know. But This is turning into the patron podcast, like the Zoom call. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. going to flip a table soon. <laughs> if this Speaking going. of the Disney dad podcast uh, trip, uh, we're coming up on the anniversary of our trip. So you're going to be seeing a lot in the Facebook page of, you know, from a couple years ago when we, we took our, you know, our great little land and sea package. We did that great cruise with everybody. Uh, and if anybody wants to, you know, take part in some of these little things, you know, make sure you join our Disney Dad podcast family on our Facebook page. Uh, you can reach out to us personally, all of our emails. Uh, we missed Justin this week. You know, we, he was taking care of some stuff. Schedules just didn't match and didn't, you know, mesh up. We miss him very, very much, but he'll be back next week. And he's always the best at rambling off all of our, you know, this, that media, this. He's just perfect at all of that. So I was going to say he wouldn't have got anything from this anyway because, like, he, he'd need to pay attention and he's got a very short attention span. So he's going to tune out and he's not going to get 999,000 anyway. I think, so I think he's gotten it. It was probably for the best. But (laughs) we definitely miss Um, him. That said... That said, with him not being here, we do want to, of course, mention um, to give us a like on whatever uh, app you are using to uh, to listen to us. Um, it's a great way of building up our listener base and pointing other people in this direction when they start looking for Disney-themed podcasts. Um, the more reactions we get, the more um, props we get from you, the, our listeners, um, the more chance there is of somebody else stumbling across it, joining this incredible family, uh, coming across it and jumping on the Facebook group uh, to be part of it, or maybe even joining our Patreon, um, which we love so dearly. For as little as $2 a month, you can become a member. Some extra content each week that we put out there for them. Um, Some absolute silliness that happens, um, and a little bit of a more adult skew um, to that particular particular recording. So uh, if it's something of interest to you, if you'd like to find out how to make that happen, reach out to us or just become a, a, a patron member um, we'd love to give you the opportunity to join in that as well uh, and become part of um, a specific part of our Disney Dads podcast family. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to mention this week, we just opened up the first time we started a new page for the Disney Dad Facebook Book Club. And uh, Greg Woods is going to be spearheading that. We're going to have a little book club and we're going to have uh, books to read and they're going to do some Zoom sessions. So, you know, definitely check out that Facebook page as well. If you're on our regular Facebook page and you have any interest in being part of our book club, make sure you join the Disney Dad Facebook 
book club. And uh, lots of fun things coming from that. Uh, I know my wife just joined, and my wife got the book in the mail today. And Disney War is the first book that they're reading, and they're going to be doing some Zoom sessions. So if something you're interested in, definitely join. It's a family, fun, friendly show. Uh, you know, we have a great Disney family, and it's a great community to have these kind of little uh, little outreaches for. And you know, it's, it's a safe place to you know explore these things with people that you know and like-minded people like us. Uh, guys, closing words, Joe. So I'm going to say one thing. Uh, you guys talked a lot about Patreon. You guys talked about the Facebook pages. Uh, you guys know I, I was, was off Facebook for a really long time, got back on Facebook, been trying to really engage with the Disney Dads podcast family on Facebook, and just wanted to say um, it's been awesome getting to know everybody in the group. Everybody's been super welcoming, uh, interaction with people. It's been a lot of fun. Just wanted to say thank you. I'm kind of the newer uh, member of, of the crew here, and uh, it's just been a lot of fun. So I really appreciate it being welcomed into uh, into the, the group over there, and uh, I continue uh, looking forward to interacting with everybody. It's been a lot of fun. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody out there. Dave? Uh, I'm just annoyed that I have to learn to read to be a member <laughs> of, a, of, a, of a book club. Like that was never in the agreement. You got audio books. Uh, you got audio no. books. We can, we can read <laughs> to you. Along. We'll read to you. Yeah. Oh, yay. Can we do that? Everybody just tune in and we'll do like a collective read along. That would be cute. Uh, no, um, uh, this actually is uh, something that I, it's one of my favorite books. I've talked about it a couple of times um, on on the the podcast. And um, it's one of the ones I uh, always seem to go back to. Um, and I, I think I left a copy on a cruise ship the last time I read it, which means it was a, a few years ago. Uh, so I went and, uh, ordered another copy of it and even started it while I was relaxing on a beach, uh, in the Dominican Republic last week. Uh, so I'm get, I'm through the, the prologue, the forward aspect of it, um, and trying to get into those first couple of chapters so that we can, uh, gather together to talk about it. Big thanks to Greg for getting that started. Um, and super excited to be doing something fun that also makes me have to like pay attention and read like i i sometimes have a little bit of a uh, um a doug issue where i'm a oh, squirrel <laughs> okay i'm back and so, so yeah it's just something that like i i appreciate like oh i gotta focus on this so <laughs> very cool all right, guys, uh, we'll just get to the Patreon show tonight. Justin, we miss you very much. I'm looking forward to having you back next week. And uh, with that, have a good night, guys. Cheers. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.